Is that camera work? You're listening to the Simple Table Podcast, where we dive into complex, real, and relevant topics. Do you think that in America we put a higher value on emotional health and emotional need and like other cultures don't seem to have that as much? Is that, is it accurate? Like where's the place for making sure I'm, and I'm an emotional person and so it's not that I don't value it, I'm just wondering do we think that it requires a lot more to take care of than it actually might and are there other ways to fill that need than oh, I need a massage and I need to watch TV by myself and I need hours away and I need to do all these things that make me feel good right. to be emotionally full and healthy. So, um... But I love massages, though. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, there's probably quite a few people. Uh, <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in our culture, what we we tend to do is we do the striving thing and how far can we get on our own self? Like, until I need to absolutely get away, I can empty myself out, and then nobody better come near me because I'm gonna explode on you. I gotta go get my massage, I gotta go watch Netflix for 48 hours, and then I will be completely fine to get back and let's do this. I think Honestly, and and this is something that I feel not brand new into, but it's definitely in the last couple of years been something that I've really, I've tried to question a lot and start walking in. What does it look like to walk in relationship with Christ and with the Father and Holy Spirit throughout the day? And where am I drawing what I need to know who I am and to walk in that all the time without feeling I'm getting burned out completely. And I've seen, at least in myself, it, it may seem like endurance, like I can endure more now, but it's not really endurance. It's, mm. it's the constant communion with him of whenever, and, and I can tell you, I know that when I don't do that, things start going really badly. At least that's how it feels to me is when I haven't been talking with him, when I've left the conversation with him, then, and I start doing things on my own, it just, it doesn't go well. I feel that striving. I feel the pressure and the stress and everything else. And I found (laughs) I've been put into some stressful situations, um, with my job and with, family life and decisions that have to be made. Um, and there's a huge difference for me when I know that I'm in constant communion with him, when it's like, I'm just talking to him throughout the day and I'm, I'm not like pausing, but it's, and, and it used to be, I I used to feel like I got to get away in order to commune with him because I can't concentrate with other things going on. But, one of the things I felt like he had told me at one point was when you leave this time with me, you're having, you're going, you're having your quiet time. I don't stay in that place. You realize I'm with you all the time. And, and this, it doesn't have to look this particular way where we're conversing. 
Like I'm talking to you all the time. It's just, you're not really listening. You're trying to strive. You're trying to do this thing on your own. And you weren't created to, to do that. We were created to be in communion with them and realize where we're actually sitting. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to dealing with, you know, I think when Christ is trying to get away and the 5,000 show up, is it is difficult for him because he's not operating in his own strength. It's not a, okay, I've been filled up, so now I can pour out. And once I'm poured out, I got to go get filled up again. He is constantly in communion with the Father. And when, when you start looking at that and going, okay, you know what wells of living water is, and it's, it's a constant pouring in that you're, you're overflowing. And we talk about this in, in the church about, oh, we over, we're overflowing and, and all this kind of stuff. And we've got a lot of words, but we don't necessarily question that. It's just, hey, that's some good Christianese. Right. Um, but it's like, what does that really mean? And what does it look like? And when I started asking those questions, it started to become more natural for me to actually care about others mm. because I'm getting that from him. And if I'm communing with him at all times, which I don't do well all the time, but I know there are times when I feel like things are, this is, this is going well. It's because I've been in communion with him and I can actually meet somebody and care about him and, and see, you know, he's talking to you about other people that are around you that you don't know. And there's, there's a lot of striving we do. We got to feel like, you know, we got to bring the kingdom. That's one of the things that, that we do in the church is it's our mandate. We are to bring the kingdom and we can do that and we can go and pray for people. And it's like awesome when it works and a little discouraging when it doesn't. But when it's always done in our own striving and our own, you know, I've got to go do this because then it becomes law again. It becomes this, this thing of this isn't relationship. This is task oriented. And that's what that individualistic thing that we have in this culture is people become tasks, even if it's for, for their own good. Mm. You know, you have a broken leg. Let me pray for you. But if you're not showing love because you can't, because you're not in communion with the father or you're, you're doing this out of your own strength, mm-hmm. what is it really all for? Why, why continue to do it? So do you say it's almost fair that if you're in communion with the father constantly, there is little need for self care? I, well, if I could jump in and just, um, so the journey that I've been on lately, um, I've been hearing a lot more about rest and, um, and Sabbath and it's, it's, it's new. It's a newer perspective. Granted, it could be because of burnout um, that you just become more aware of those kinds of, of things. But I don't think that um, I don't think that you become attuned to phrases like rest or Sabbath uh, and and the power and impact that it's supposed to hit 
until you actually experience the deep need for it. Mm. So like here, here's like, as you're talking, I'm thinking, uh, like I just, I just start thinking of scriptures. Um, Jesus made, made the statement, you know, um, man, how, how does he say, um, Sabbath was not, man was not created for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was created for man. Mm -hmm. So we have really no concept of, of what Sabbath means in our culture. Um, and even in the church, because Sunday is generally the high point of our Christian experience, especially when you're working in the church, that's where everybody comes together. There's massive worship. There's like all this, there's, there's this energy that is not bad. It's, it's, it's electric. Sometimes there's, uh, an over emphasis on let's make it big and powerful and, uh, see God show up and, and, and rest can be missed in that. So I think about what was their church services, uh, you know, in, in Genesis one and two and three, no, we didn't have that, but God still created Sabbath specific for a purpose. I think that it was designed specific for humanity. And if that was something he said was good, uh, we need to actually reconsider what does that mean for us? Now I know the new Testament talks about, you know, there's a Sabbath rest that we enter into in Christ. And, uh, Paul makes a statement, you know, one day is not higher than the other, but we start, we need to start looking at the, the trajectory in scripture and the emphasis on this thing called Sabbath that, you know, again, has been highlighted for me over the last couple of, of months, um, where you see the Israelites are in bondage in Egypt and they are, they're pumping out bricks every day with no rest. Mm -hmm. And so when God pulls the Egyptian or Israelites out of Egypt to go away and to worship him, there's this reconfiguration of their mindsets and perspective and specifically says, keep the Sabbath, keep it holy. Like one day is set apart specifically to rework their perspective. And even their whole life's perspective is reworked because they've gone from 430 years as slaves to now 40 years in the desert, having no, no job, right? right. There's manna and quail and, and rock, uh, rock is pouring out water. So this is like a whole reworking of their perspective. Was that just for a 40 year period so that they could readjust from having worked as a nation for 430 years? I don't think so. I think that it was a, a reintroduction into a new way of life. And they started to lose that. There started to be things that they, um, where they stopped using these principles. And we as Christians who are not, um, not Jewish, except for you having a background, we, we look at some of these, these, uh, principles, some of these laws that are established and we start going, well, in Christ, he's fulfilled all those things. So we can just throw those away because those become hindrance to our walk. And I've been actually really challenged lately of, are those really hindrances or have, have, has the enemy actually caused us to miss a grace that's in some of these laws like rest. And so what's interesting, I, I heard someone say it is impossible, not impossible. He didn't say impossible. It is very difficult to keep a Sabbath lifestyle if not done in community. It's very difficult to keep a Sabbath lifestyle if not done in community. And there's something about 
Sabbath isn't to re-energize you so that you can go back to the grind, which is so often how our culture uh, teaches us. Like, yeah. I need my day off so that I can go back at it. Sabbath is actually to do like what the Israelites experienced, being pulled out of that lifestyle to reintroduce them to a different way of viewing the world. So I, I actually have been really challenged with this idea of practices of meditation, contemplation, uh, silence and solitude and all those things that have felt like um, old hat. They, they feel like things that are more religious. Um, they've been lost in the church, specifically in America, in this increasing like we got to keep moving, keep the kingdom growing and keep it. it it's, it's an aspect of the kingdom that's been lost. Mm -hmm. Like when you're talking about we need to go out and get people saved and healed and delivered and all that stuff that the advancement of the kingdom is often preached, that's what it looks like. There's an aspect of the kingdom that is we need to reintroduce you of what it looks like to be human again. Right. Because we've, we've taught that what humanity looks like is to be machines. Mm -hmm. In fact, you need to keep running stronger so you can keep up with technology because you're not going to have a job because the computers are going to overtake you. And um, you got AI that's coming and it's going to wipe out any tellers at, at McDonald's or anywhere else because we're not moving fast enough. So we need more rest. We need to be able to yawn. And <laughs> no, but like literally there's, there's this realis realization that the church should be a, um, a respite for humanity to reintroduce itself to stop. Stop trying to be what you're not. You can't. Like it's not about the bigger and better. God is, God is so much more patient than humanity is. And so the work of advancing the kingdom, this is what I've been really struggling with lately. The work of advancing the kingdom is a lot more low and slow than what I've been told in this Americanized ideal of what the kingdom really looks like. Because it starts to look a lot more like imperialization of we need everyone to get saved and follow these rules and we need to drive this thing like a military force to cover the entire earth. Like... Um, maybe, maybe not because I'm seeing bodies falling left and right who are going like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't want to be a part of this any longer. I'm, I'm out mm -hmm. like that's there, there. We have to actually look and go, is there something wrong with that? Maybe we need to be reintroduced to a new way of being human again. Yeah. So, so going back to that whole idea of you know, you, it's difficult to practice uh, Sabbath without community. There's an aspect of this whole idea of individualism versus um, collectivism. collectivism. Like when a, when a group of people choose to walk together in this idea of looking like more like humans and respecting one another and respecting God's gift to us of things like rest and self-care, we do, we do a lot better rather than going, you should, you must, you, well, if you're not, then you're less than to, to drive that collective idea. So, yeah. I would say individualism and collectivism both put one thing higher at the expense of the other and they're opposites. Mm -hmm. And most 
people or cultures fall into one side or the other, but I think Jesus knew how to balance identity and community, mm-hmm. which I think are two different things. So it was in his culture, was getting away and resting abnormal? I don't know. I would I would say that it probably wasn't. I think that it was a normal part of their culture. Well, they weren't running around from thing to thing quite the way that we are. Right. I mean, like, we have more, I mean, notifications popping up on our phones, places to go and things to be part of all the time. Life seemed simpler. Now, they probably had to work harder for certain things. I think the distractions kind of changed. I mean, we're distracted now by our phones and news media and everything else. There, it was during his time, a lot of war, a lot of gruesome kind of killings and different things going on. So, I mean, even now, like you go to certain countries overseas that are experiencing that kind of stuff and don't have the technology that we have, you can probably get a better idea of what it was, what it was like during his time. But um, we'll find distractions if we want to. And I think we, we at times substitute rest for distraction Hmm. because this is something familiar to me. This is something that takes my mind off of everything else and puts it on voyeurism or something that's just, honestly, it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Like I would hate to have two point, however many million followers followers on Instagram. Like I don't need that many people watching me. Yeah. And it's, it's That's just what we all, for some reason, people want more people to watch them because they feel like they're more important. The mm. more people are interested in you, the more important you are. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, that is sad. How many the, followers the do we have right now? <laughs> what, what, like what, what constitutes changing the world? That's, that's what I've been challenged with. If, if there's this, there's this, uh, continued voice, this statement, like, you're a world changer, that continues to flood my mind whenever I find myself uh, being challenged with, uh, are you doing enough? Are you doing good enough? Also the theme at my university. Right. Every freshman had to take a world changer class. So, so like, that requires millions of followers. Because there are billions of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how many people do you need to impact to change the world? And is changing the the world. What's the definition of the world? Is changing the world your responsibility, my responsibility, your responsibility? Like, is is one individual... It's such an obscure statement. (laughs) It's a feel-good statement. Change. Change can be good or bad. The world. Like, does that mean... All of the billion people, every single one. Like, what does Billions. it even mean? It's almost yeah, I eight know. billion. I mean, I meant, think about that. I meant with no, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, that is such a heavy burden. Yeah. And it really, like, when you hear that phrase, it's such an Americanized idea. I don't think that Jesus was requiring of the the eleven after Judas goes and hangs himself that you eleven need to go and change the world. Well, that's even where but it I was feel in like... the Bible miniseries, Kyle. He said, <laughs> "We're going to change the world." Must be true. That's where I feel like America sets people up 
to be failures because we we kind of tell everybody you can do anything you want you can be a world you can like there's this almost pressure on people to go make big things happen and everybody everybody isn't going to be able to do that everybody won't do that but we almost feel like we should well so i'm talking to a guy this might be a rab rabbit trail but it's not going to be a rabbit i'm talking to a guy who um he trains dogs see see why i went on a rabbit um he trains he he trains dogs um for the military and he started off really small started training some dogs he became um the government's number one go-to for for training dogs and now they're they're calling on him saying we need x y and z by x date and he's going i i can't do this and it's not it's not a request it's a demand we need you to do this he's like i'm the number one dog trainer and i never wanted to be this but now what it's requiring of me is is too much like i i cannot do this and there's there's no letting off of the gas pedal and so i think we we misunderstand this whole idea of when people are striving to be the number one of whatever the 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 load that that puts on a person like it's just it's unbearable it's too much and yet that's what we all are like keeping us up at night not all America has this tendency to cause people to stay up late at night worrying about, am I doing enough so that by the end of, and, and to be honest with you, like some of the ways that we interpret the scriptures, it doesn't help because there's this expectation of, you know, you have to give a, um, you have to give an account for how, how well you did with the resources and this, this ability and this life that I gave you. Did you impact the world? <laughs> like those are the statements or phrases. We got to redeem the time. We've got, you know, like, wow, all of a sudden you start feeling like you're a part of a machine that needs to make this big operation of the kingdom keep going and you're going to be judged or you're going to get a pink card. You know what I'm like? Does that the harsh pink card? Well, it's, it turns red and orange and <laughs> smells like sulfur. <laughs> Yeah. We kind of set people up to burn out. Yeah. Mm. As a culture. I mean, even just do it. Like, you can do it. Go after it. Do it. But then people, I think, try so hard to get so burnt out. And we have such unrealistic expectations that there is this need for that other side of listen to your heart. Take care of yourself. Go do what you need. Like, all of that stuff. Because we... Try too hard to. There's not balance. What if what if the the phrase was just do it, or not? <laughs> <laughs>